As kids, some of us enjoyed that spooky time that is Halloween. Ghouls and monsters were out, but the staple of the season were the haunts that were in an abundance in every single town. Well, today our case is about a house of horror that was located in Texas. And disclaimer for everyone that's listening that this case does have elements of, yes, child abuse in the first degree. So today, the gang and I will be talking about a pair of individuals, Zakiah Duncan and her boyfriend, Jova Terrell, did the unthinkable to seven of their children. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's me, Battle, and this is Bruz Murder, where we cover true crime cases of color. Fuck play- everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get the rest of us to introduce us. Oh, I did it. I did it backwards. My bad. But Bruz <laughs> <is a> Murder, <laughs> we cover true crime cases of color and play music from artists you've probably never heard of before. Now it's me, Battle, and everyone else. Who are you? <laughs> Uh, great, Andre. Well, well before we start, just, oh, I'm just son kidding. of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! That, you can introduce yourselves now. Sorry, I'm K Money. I'm just a tiny little wet rat. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> and why are you You're wet? The <laughs> You're the rat in the corner at Rose House in the episode of 90 Day Fiance when Big Ed was in the Philippines. <laughs> He's like, is that a rat? <laughs> so yes, welcome back to another episode where we are going to dive into a true house of horror. But before we start, let me give a little plug. And I'm not talking about the butt kind. Oh. Just, yeah, that sounds scary. I have a hard enough time for it coming out, but make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with our latest episodes and extra content on social media. The show notes will have links to our resources and other information that we cover on the case. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our episode. No more jokes. Sad times. So the unnamed 16-year-old twins had escaped the home of their mother after the male twin had stolen keys to the handcuffs that had restrained him and his sister. He actually hid it by stealing it out of his mom's purse and putting it in his under his tongue. That was pretty crafty. Anyway, um, that's intense. Yeah. They had been essentially held hostage in a small room inside the house where they were forced to defecate and consume it, as well as only given one sandwich each three or five times a week. After they got the handcuffs off and escaped from their house, they ran from door to door. Both twins were barefoot. The female twin was wearing a plastic shopping bag as a shirt while her brother only wore pants. They were struggling to find help until one woman who said, while she was scared to let them in, she was taken aback by how thin and weak they looked. She fed and clothed them and then called police. I and- will say that that is... I, if some if two random kids like, ran out to my doorstep too, I would also so, I would be a little nervous. I'll be a little, yeah, because there's been so many times I've seen like those ring videos where like people get set up. And, oh, help me! I'm getting chased by somebody, and then like, they get the house broken into. My soccer coach right. in high school had a guy come up to her house like back in the '90s or or like late to early 2000s, whatever. Um, 
her and her husband, he was asking for directions, came into the house, and ended up, like, holding them hostage and shot her husband. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so, yeah, nervous about answering the door. I was going to say, I think there was, like, a big campaign when we were kids that was, like, if someone asks to use your phone, don't let them. Like, don't let them in the house to use your phone, because they're going to rob you. Yeah. Well, that's a nice thing about wireless phones. You could just, like, take the landline and give it to them. And there, but, there was that campaign and got milk. Why they want to drink whole milk so bad? Never did me good. Lobbyists. Yeah. For money. They, they I like, think of blobfish when I did that. Um, they also showed a little snippet of, like, I, what I would assume was, like, a ring video or something in one of the articles that I read. And, man, that, like, you could see the, the girl's arm. Like, her arm was literally the same width as my wrist the whole way up. Man, they, they were frail. So uh, according to court documents, the abuse had began what had been going on for several years. And the children were subjected to beatings, starvation, and torture regularly. The twins, who were the most severely abused, were forced to live in a small windowless room without any access to food or water. This also reminds me of like a case of a kid that we had come in our hospital who was locked in a dog cage. And the one thing about kids who like don't get enough food or space, they do not look their age. Like this girl was 16 and she looked like she was 12. Well, it stops like, your growth. Like, horribly so. Like, these kids, like like you said, they looked like they were tiny for their age, like tiny. I have a fun, kind of fun fact. It's I'm not really that fun. Anyway, um, so, you know, like when people talk about like how tall, like pe- people's heights, one of the major factors that affects how tall you are, like obviously one is genetics, but the other is how well you're fed growing up Battle so like notes. you <laughs> you you can um you can have the genetics to be tall but if you're malnourished and stuff you'll never hit that like that full height but, yeah so like that's like being tall is uh, sometimes a signal of like good health gotta drink your milk yes <laughs> gotta, gotta drink your milk so now the kids they were often beaten with a belt punched kicked and forced to perform humiliating acts in front of their siblings in addition to physical abuse the children were also subjected to obviously psychological torture they were forced to watch Shigai and jova tortured and killed animals and were threatened with death if they ever tried to escape or tell anyone what happened the authorities were finally alerted to the abuse when the two twins managed to escape and get help after that there was an amber alert launched and both were found in louisiana where they had fled with some of the kids some, mind you. So, at the time of their arrest, Zakaya and Yova were fleeing Texas into Louisiana. The father of five of Zakaya's children is believed to still live in Baton Rouge. So, this may have been the reason for their flight there. You know, was it trying to drop kids off and then go on the run? Was it just going back to somewhere familiar that wasn't Texas? Um, so, in Baton Rouge, where they were arrested, during their arrest, four of the remaining children, um, with them were taken into custody, but their 17-year-old was allowed to leave with their mother's car. So that was a little confusing to me. The article I was reading stated that this was because he was legally an adult, but he was 17. Oh, that's like, right. Yeah. The Some age of consent. That he was 18. So he is 18 at the time of like there are uh, courts and stuff oh, going on. Oh, he is gotcha. 18 now. Gotcha. But when they were arrested, he was 17 still. Um, and I can't imagine how terrifying that would be if you're effectively abandoned in a state with your, you know, mother's car, your entire family is now in custody, either with this child services or arrested. And they're just like, okay, good luck, peace. Can you get back to Texas? Or 
what's what's the plan for the 17 year old well i i think some of the children were left with relatives in louisiana yeah. so they were eventually rehoused but i don't yeah, know it just feels very unusual and strange that well, the 17 year old was just it. like yeah. left out like that yeah um so they were eventually you know arrested in louisiana Zakaya was extradited back to texas and her bond was set for 4.5 million dollars um, effectively, she's a flight risk, clearly. She tried to run to Texas. So still awaits trial. We haven't, you know, heard anything just yet on sentencing or anything like that. And given the, you know, media attention and kind of graphic nature of the crimes, I don't think there's any doubt whether or not they are guilty. And now, a message from our sponsors. The pictures of, like, the kids. Yeah. Oh, that one ring video thing. I saw. Uh, and he's a couple online, and they're like tragic. You can see like the ligature marks from the handcuffs mm-hmm. and like the wrists. Well, and, like, I mean, as you were saying, yeah. like she had a history. It wasn't the first time. I know, like they said, 10 years prior, she um, had one of her children taken away because when he went to school, he was covered in fucking burns as yeah. a five year old. And like they were all over his like body, like his genitals. And he had been, it was, they said it was consistent with being burned with hot water. <laughs> and that's the thing. And she like, admitted to it. She admitted to abusing them back then. Yeah. So I was like, how does she even still have custody of her kids? Texas. <laughs> yeah. All, all of them, mind you. And so she is also potentially pregnant now. Yeah, so I was going to say that too. Eighth child yeah, on the um, way. I'm assuming it's understand. the same dude, right? I don't think all the kids are the same age because she was she's 40 and he is 27. In his 20s. You know, the kid, the, there's, there's like age gaps between the kids in like for a couple years, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't think they're all his kids. Their biological father lives in Baton Rouge um, for five of the kids, so. I don't know who the father of the other three now are. Yeah, so the ages at the time were 14, 12, 12, 10, and 7. So they're probably not all that dude, because, like... I just want to know, like, people always talk about, if there's, like, a god, why, like, why would he leave, like, people who are good people barren and, like, this asshole, 70 fucking kids? Yeah, it it just abuses every single one of them. Mm Mm-hmm. And and my biggest thing, too, is, like, if, if the boy is walking around with, like, burns on him, already been reported once how is no one assisting his family like obviously people had to know yeah i think they probably had to be like out of school like this had to be like a homeschooling situation or something because i mean which why I'm, homeschooling like terrifies me yeah, oh, yeah. They, they have no advocates right yeah or you don't even know if they're actually getting the proper education like we have someone coming in to the hospital we ask them for school work because hey like when you're here you still do school work but we get the school work from your school the dude was like, oh, no, I homeschool her. I was like, all right, well, send her her work in that she's going to need for homeschool. She doesn't do any homework. So what are you teaching her? Oh. <laughs> like, what, well, what does she do? Well, like, is there schoolwork or books she can reference? He was like, no. I think her name that I know. article about this girl who was talking about how, like, she had one of those, like, really weird parents who homeschooled her and, like, didn't get her vaccinated and all that, like, crunchy bullshit, right? And she was like, yeah, when I turned 18, it was a fucking nightmare because I didn't even have a social security number. Huh. Like, oh, how the wow. fuck do you move through the world? Yeah. You're like, not even like on record or I don't know. Did she like, did she like never go to a hospital? I guess not. <sighs> Dang, I mean, if you have scary. a birth at home. Like, yeah, I guess the government just don't know. Like your parents are just setting you up to fucking fail. So we're still waiting to so like, we're still waiting to see what happens with the trial. But do you think she's going to get anything like significant? Because there's been like times when people abuse kids and they'll get like one or two years as a probation. I feel like it's ba- it would be based on the amount of evidence that they have, but then also 
if it's going to be what type of trial it's going to be, right? Like if there's going to be a jury or if it's just going to be a judge. Um, yeah, but I then like also I think it's probably going to get a worse judge as well too, because I'm sure that there are some judges that are going to be more um, particular versus like others, lenient or just yeah, and well, I don't... maybe see if there's ref- reformation, reformation for the person at, for this person like over a certain amount of time. Like, oh, she seems like she's doing a lot better, or she wants to do better. You know what I mean? So, I mean, she's a repeat offender, and it's a highly publicized case. So, I think, like, any judge who sees this is going to be like, oh, this is my career, unless I, like, bring the hammer super hard down. Maybe, because she's a repeat offender, right? So, like, if she's done it before, and, like, she's, like, got a slap on the wrist before, like, something super basic, why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't she get the same thing? Why is it? Why would that not just be expected, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She got off once, and I wonder who let her off easy that first time with the first kid that got caught up and injured. You're not lying. (laughs) You ain't never lying. Coming from someone that like came from a household with domestic violence, I think that the adults around them, especially when it comes to people like at schools and stuff, like the mandated reporters, they need to report regardless of what they feel or say because like there was a teacher that saw when I was in like high school like that I had like a bloody lip and like a black eye and then they're just like pulled me aside like are you okay like what's going on and I said nothing and like she never said anything because I was just like it's fine I promise it's like I get what the kid is saying but then also like what is going to happen when that kid goes home right so like this was a trend and like in it this person not saying that this person this teacher was a bad teacher or whatever but they saw that it happened not with just me but with my older sister as well and like nothing was ever reported and yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I guess maybe it's because it's the scariness of having to, having to like be taken away because that's happened before too. Like I've lived in like those shelters where you know kids, like kids just had to go because they were abused or something was happening at home. So it's just yeah, no, yeah. group homes themselves are just scary for a lot of kids for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean if if we improve the conditions of fostering like group home scenarios, yeah. man, listen, know, will it make those mandatory reporters? you know, more likely to actually report. I think like a lot of people struggle with that of like, you know, do I report and potentially get this child taken away and then put into a system that isn't going to treat them any better. It's probably like a worse, yeah, worse situation with all the shit that happens with fosters. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be the debate in their head. Like we should have, you know, safe spaces that we can, you know, move, you know, victims of domestic violence or, you know, familial abuse. Well, and that's the thing that kills me, too, is that, like, we have all these rules in place and we have all these laws in place and, like, half the problem is not properly fucking enforcing them. Because, like, this is a perfect example. How many times was she fucking reported? She fucking admitted to it the the 10 years prior before this happened. And, and where are the consequences of that? She still had all of her kids, and she was fucking starving them. Starving them, locking them in closets, leaving them alone if they're under the age of five. In the house that they were in, they were apparently squatting in, so, you know, it's not even like they get caught up in squatting. 
Well, for some okay. types of squatting, depending on where they are, like they can't really do anything for squatters, right? Like sometimes really? squatters can be protected. I don't understand right. squatters' rights right. really at all. If you if you're there for a certain amount of time, then it, like can technically like you would have to evict them, like go through legal channels to mm-hmm. kick them out, and not just like the normal like calling the police. And those could take a long, like like a long time. It could it could mm-hmm. be something that's not like yeah. Like if you're there long enough, you have basically renters' rights, even though you're not paying anything, and you broke in. <laughs> God, but yeah, no. So I think this case kind of perfectly highlights, not perfectly highlights. It shows how abuse can kind of fly under the radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that I think happens a lot, <laughs> and I've seen it in my line of work a lot. And one thing that I can say is like a lot of the kids, they won't show signs of it. Like they'll just be. A fucking blank slate even when it comes to like talking about it too like it's hard to even talk to a kid about it a lot of them would just like kind of laugh it off or brush it off and it really doesn't come out unless they're like they're like distracted like play therapy is a real thing <laughs> if you kid a kid playing video games and start asking the questions those are spotting off at the mouth so casually and it's like how are you not breaking down right now <laughs> there's a that's why originally people like would go to therapy offices and lay down on the couch so that you broke eye contact like that was the theory behind it of like if you're not having to like be observed you'll like be more likely to open up and like talk and we evolved from that to therapist playing fortnite which i kind of love whatever works works you know like talking about your deepest darkest secrets while being shot in the head it's cathartic yeah i don't know i don't know anything about fortnite i don't play video games yeah, I get you on Stardew Valley. You'll love Stardew Valley. Lost. I did play Life is Strange. I liked that one. Ooh, Life is Strange is very good. Because I don't good. have anti-carbon carbonation. There you go. <laughs> we're going to leave that. Eyes are <laughs> Leaving that one in. <laughs> and on that okay. note, so that was the episode. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I want to put all the resources down below in the show notes. Check out the music. Check out Battle's butt plug. Mm. Yes. <laughs> on the Patreon. On the, on the, the Patreon. Patreon. Only fans. <laughs> and uh, yeah, anything lost the plug? Fans. Robert, anything happening with the band? We got a halfway to Halloween show coming up. Do you want to come dress up in a sexy little costume with me? Come out. When I come to your little I'd show or whatever. To. Yeah. It's like in a week or two, and you have to come to St. Louis. <laughs> oh, little little short notice. Yeah. <laughs> or you guys could come to the Halloween show, which always goes very big. When am I gonna meet you in real life, Rob Rat? Um, I'm supposed to come out visit Andre soon when I have money from not buying a house. <laughs> I might be yeah. in um St. Louis. Invite me to his wedding. I'm okay, gonna be what, forever. But I did in my mind, you know? Yeah, I did you in my mind. <laughs> I just didn't give you any opportunity to be invited. <laughs> I thought we were all invited. We were, yeah, but, but I, I only sent invitation. invitation. Yeah. Because I'm bad. Oh, I see. I'm <laughs> sad about it still. Yeah, feelings were hurt. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's the show. I feelings on that. Okay, I still love you. Speaking of love, kisses from the homies. We'll see you next week or whatever. Time now for your latest weather forecast. What's it gonna take for you to trust me? 
I'm not 